episode 22 real church matters i'm minister forrest hall i'm here with antoinette allen antoinette allen and we are not feeling the best today but we're gonna power through right yes we're gonna power through so housekeeping realchurchmatters.com it'll take you to the soundcloud you can search on itunes just continue to spread the word continue to tell your friends about it the more you share it on facebook or twitter or instagram um the more you put us in the ears of people who i know you love and care for and know that they could sure use a little bit of truth every now and then what you got going on uh, my blog is likewiselife.com. I'm slowing it down, likewiselife.com. And you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at likewiselife.com. I mean, <laughs> go do likewise. Perfect. And what about the uh, Patreon account? Because oh, we yes. wanted to um, give people who are interested in giving. So the sh- instructions are you can go to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Real Church Matters. That's forward slash Real Church Matters. Right. And then you click become a patron and it'll give you the instructions from there. So basically you can either donate as low as a dollar per episode we do or you can do a monthly payment um, as well. Either way would be beneficial to us because we just want to create t-shirts and merch for you guys so yeah and just do fun things that kind of keep uh real church matters and what we're trying to do in uh the mind's eye to lead us into this week's subject of envy yes and you you know you wrote an awesome blog about envy and i'm excited to hear some insight as to what that blog um what spawned that blog what caused you to write it um some of the things that you brought out of it that, that caught your interest and is are helping you in your walk with not being envious because i know you said it's something you always constantly struggle with, with or yeah. constantly struggle with and i know there's so many other people who uh are dealing with the same in some variation or in some way because uh, you know even me we can find ourselves at points in our lives where we are just discontent mm-hmm. and and feeling like we want more than we are satisfied. Mm-hmm. So to jump into it, I just wanted to give a definition of envy just to just f- to give clarity and make sure people are on the same page. Envy in the Greek definition of the word means the mind's eye. Now, this is when the mind's eye goes bad (laughs) bad. it's actually uh, a scripture that says if your eye offends you pluck it out Mm -hmm. and this is a particular situation where our eye our mind's eye not just the fact that you see something but the impact that what you see Mm -hmm. has on you Mm -hmm. if it has a negative impact and that impact being that you desire or lust for it or consume with a desire of it that is a problem constantly we're finding ourselves like you say in a world of social media a world of television and ads and marketing a world of everything is just oozing with envy everything is is. just just leading you in your desires and it there's there's this thing that we we don't realize that they're even playing on that desire they're they're, they want you to be envious Mm -hmm. they want you to be jealous they want you to covet 
because That's, that means that you'll make a rash decision, that you'll purchase something you may not be able to afford, you, that you'll, you know, chase something that, without even understanding the consequences of it. Mm-hmm. And this is what happens when our mind's eye goes goes bad. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Mark seven twenty one tells us that out of our hearts come all kinds of evil things including coveting and envy. And he said, Jesus said, these things from within defile a person. I don't want people out there to be defiled. I don't want to be defiled. Defiled means that we are not fit for use by God. Mm -hmm. And we want God to use us. And in order for him to use us, we have to stop envy from flowing in our hearts. It's something we were born with. This despicable heart, this heart has been always uh, put in a place where it naturally envies. We don't naturally feel satisfied. We don't naturally feel content. We don't naturally be settled in our hearts and feel like God is uh, taking care of us. Mm -hmm. But we have to fight that. We have to fight that. And and, uh, I think part of us fighting that comes from Philippians 4 and 11, where Paul is talking and he he's asking for help and he's appreciative that they want to help him. But he said, I'm not speaking of being in need for I've learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I am to be satisfied. That's what content means. Be satisfied. He says, I know how to be brought low now. I know how to be abound in any in every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. Hmm. Now, for me, I feel like the problem of envy is that you haven't learned the secret of facing. We haven't learned the secret of facing lack. Haven't learned the secret of even facing having much. (laughs) Both of them have their problems. Mm -hmm. But when we learn how to face lack. We are free from envy. We face lack by being content, even in it. Now, that goes against everybody say, well, oh, so I'm supposed to be satisfied with being without I'm supposed to be satisfied with not having. That sounds crazy. I'm supposed to be ambitious. I'm supposed to be desiring to be the head and not to tell. I'm supposed to want all these things. And yeah, you may feel like you're supposed to want them. But as a believer, we're supposed to be content in the fact that we believe God is supplying all of our needs. Those two don't work together. I can't be ambitious and go based on what I see and want and then say, I believe God is supplying my needs. I have to be content and reliant and trusting that God is supplying everything I need in my life and whatever I don't have. I don't need. It's, it's sometimes it's hard for people, especially young people, yeah. to deal with that. So, I mean, even me saying that, like, wh- what God gives us isn't settling. What does that make? How does that make you feel when I say that? When God, whatever God gives you, is not settling. Because, like you said, we. We have desires of our own. We have dreams and passions of our own. So when we don't get those things and you say, 
what God gives you, you know, is what you should feel settled in. It's it's like it's like you feel like you copping <laughs> out, like you're trying yeah, to convince yourself. Yeah, like you getting the short end of the stick. Right, like 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 they people actually feel like we're just convincing ourselves to be okay with being broke. Yeah, but uh, you know, what is those definitions? Even those things of broke and not successful. They're all def- def- definitions mm-hmm. that we have defined in ourselves and through society that feed into envy. Yeah. They aren't things that God's definition of success. Nope. They aren't God's definition of want and need and lack. This is what people do. Your definition of beauty will have you going to a plastic surgeon. Your definition of success will have you stealing and taking from people and calling it a business just because you want by any means because you envy and then we plaster god on top of it like you said and say well this is what he called me to do and you know all that stuff that's what we do yeah and i mean he's he said whatever i ask him he gonna give me and you know my desires and what i want you gotta understand when you're caught up in want you're leaving yourself susceptible to envy and envy has a consequence the consequences of envy is that we become discontented number one we we aren't satisfied and when we're not satisfied it leads us to not operate from faith i got a scripture with that romans 13 and 12 it says um let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies or in drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Awesome. So when, when we put when we let envy and all that stuff guide us, when we let our desires guide us, we're opening the door for our flesh. Like we're thinking about the things we want versus God. Yeah, it's, it's funny because when you shared that scripture with me. The minute I looked at make no provision for the flesh, I said, that means we can't give flesh the floor. Right. We can't quiet down God <laughs> to let flesh have a say. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got to tell any anytime flesh start trying to talk, you're like, shut up. <laughs> but it's just, folks it's just weird, though, because it's yourself. It's like your own voice. It <laughs> it's is. like you got to cut your own voice. It down. is. And one of the things I and we could we may be able to talk about that one day. When it comes to these voices and stuff, but the way I always describe it to help people is uh, if you don't think of it as the sound of the voice, ask yourself, where's the voice coming from? A lot of time people get caught up in all of it's me. It all sounds like me. (laughs) No. Ask yourself what is what the voice is saying and what is the intention of what they're saying? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I just think about what I'm saying. And what place is coming from? And I say, that's not God. Especially when you just said the intention of The intention. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I mean by where is it coming from? Yeah. When we say there's a voice, what is it saying? And what does it mean by what it's saying? Yeah. Because even when you think of wanting to have money, just, you know, it's like, why do you want to have money? Why do you want to have Do you want it to please God or do you want it to get the things you want out of life? Do you want it because you saw something? Yeah. Or you want it because something in, was inspired into you to have it. This That's another thing. It's like uh, so many people think they want to be something, but if be, they never take a pause for a moment and realize you only want to be it because you saw it. Yeah. 
But I believe, and the scriptures kind of support that, is he said that ears haven't heard, nor eyes have seen, nor has it entered into the hearts of men what God has prepared for us. If I can conceptualize it, it is something that is coming from me. Mm -hmm. If I can see it, I don't want it because I want what I've never seen before. That's right. And so people got to understand, you see something and you want it, you slumming it. You you you'll rather have something on earth that you've seen than something from God that no man has seen before. Yep. And I know this stuff sounds oh that it's easy to say that, but I'm telling you, unless you've challenged yourself to walk in that and have faith in that, then you don't understand. But you have to try at least. You have to. When I look back at my life, everything that I have, everything that I've I've accomplished hasn't come because i saw it mm-hmm. you know because if you could see it you would have either ran from it or got it way sooner yeah right. or, or may not even want it at all like you were saying it's it's a thing where i wanted a whole lot of things that i saw yeah but god gave me something i never seen before mm-hmm. and i never had anybody to do it before that was in my circumference <laughs> that i could even emulate yeah a lot of times people just going by what they see. You'd be like, hey, I want to be this. Why you want to be it? You want to be it because you feel like God leading it on your heart or because you saw somebody. Mm-hmm. You just saw somebody on Instagram selling tummy tees. Now you want to sell. Mm-hmm. You just saw somebody singing. Now you want to sing. You got to understand to live a life like that where your whole purpose in life is you defined by place. what you see. You are limiting yourself. And you all over the place, really, because you don't have the power within yourself to to do it. So it's just like you you end up all over the place. You do end up all over the place because you never stop seeing. You seen one thing. Now you want your hair like that. Then you go and see another person. Now you want your hair like that. You we don't know who you but that's, are. I mean, I feel, I don't. I'm not saying this subject is more for women, but I do feel like we struggle with it a tad bit more just because. I mean, We're it's a little only more concerned with looks and stuff like that because of we the way we want men to respond to us and stuff like that. No, it's, I, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's a human thing. It is. Because men are perpetrating those things just as much as women are it feeding is. into it it's and true. responding to it. It's all about what we see. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, when we're looking at envy and, and covetousness in that sense, some people wouldn't even want a certain type of person or want the person they with if they hadn't seen them. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and I, this is getting into some other stuff. But I, all I'm saying is, is that we should be led by something more than our eye. Mm-hmm. Because if you're led by your eye, if you're talking about love at first sight, who's to stop you from seeing another love? Yeah, if you're going by what you see. If you're going by what you see. What are you going to do? Now that I saw you, I'm plucking my eyeballs out? <laughs> no. You saw her. You immediately fell in love with her. Who's to say you won't see somebody else and immediately fall in love with them? Yeah. It's dangerous to be led by your eye. It is. Yeah. It just is. People are making career decisions based on it. They're making uh, relationship decisions based on it. They're making financial decisions based on it. They're making emotional decisions based on it. Everything we're doing is by our eye. We're driven by envy more than we think. Sure. Even some pastors are not even 
operating in their church the way they should because they're so focused on what the other church is doing. Yep. Yeah, because over there, they got uh, this and that. They got a program for this and that. And you want to bring that same thing yeah. over here. It's like, Oh, over there, they, they stream in <laughs> HD. Let's get, let's get streaming over here. Is it because God told you that that's what you should do? Or is it because that's what you saw? But why do you feel like we don't see that in the language? Like... It's it's it comes out all the time. Even like I was giving a story in my blog about how I was in the store with my friend and she saw a girl walk by and she wanted her hair because she liked her hair. Like, how come we don't see it as plain as it is? Because when we're breaking it down, it really is just once again, I think it boils down to the fact that we don't we don't analyze or look intently at our hearts. Hmm. We just do things. Yeah. And we do them because they're natural. We've been jealous and envy since we were little kids. I remember looking outside and seeing the kids put, get to play after the street lights come on <laughs> and just wishing that I had another mother. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the drastic nature of it. Like, yeah. I didn't went from I can't go outside to I, I wish another. I had another mother. I was mother. like that, too. I want another family. Like, all that stuff. That, it's the poison of envy. It does. It drowns us and it causes us to hate our lives. Mm -hmm. And what does that make God feel like? He took time. You know, the scriptures say he fearfully and wonderfully made you. And then you look at everything he made in you and you hate it. I got a scripture for that. Proverbs 1430. Uh, a tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. Whoever oppresses a poor man insults his maker, but who is generous to the needy honors him. Yeah. I mean, that, that sums it up. It's, a sense of tranquility when we understand what God is doing in our lives. Mm -hmm. Envy causes us to die from the inside out. Mm. Why? Because we, we're not happy. We're not happy. And as much as, you know, happiness just annoys me. Because <laughs> it's such a It's word a weird word that, yeah. and I, I just get tired of it. But when your happiness is tied to what you have or don't have, you are not in the peace of God. You are not content. See, our happiness, our joy should be in him. Mm -hmm. We're going we're gonna to talk about that, though. But I just want you to understand it. Envy shows that you don't understand the secret of facing life. life. You mm -hmm. look at life and you don't see it the way God wants you to see it. Mm -mm. You look at life and you lust and you want. You look at life and you compare it to what you have. You look at life and you love it more than you love the very thing God gave you. How? There's people who ha are married and they'll look at somebody else's husband and they covet him. Yeah. Or look at somebody else's whole marriage. Or look at somebody's whole marriage. Yeah. You're just sitting on Instagram single scrolling. People. I have single married people. people say, you must be so lucky being single and all that stuff. Married people envying single people. Single people envying married people. Nobody's satisfied. <laughs> Nobody's happy. People feeling so bad, like like your life is so horrible when you don't have nobody. And I'm like, believe it or not, if I don't got God, you should be shaking your head. Yeah. But having a person or not having a person, either way, I should still be content. That's right. And because I lack contentment, because that's the only thing I focus on, it even sullies my relationship with God. Mm. Was that Break mean? Break down that word for it, me. It <laughs> even cheapens it. Cheapens, yeah, or 
mars mm. or defiles my relationship with god where there's discontentment it perverts godliness mm. so this person's saying they love the lord and they saying they serve him but every prayer they pray to god is for something they want mm. Mm-hmm. So their relationship with God is perverted now because it's only seen through the lens of their what? Wants. Mm-hmm. It's envy. The only time you talk to God is because you want. You you talking to God about something that you're making it seem like if you could just get that thing, your life would be complete. <laughs> and God is like, shouldn't I be the one that made you complete? Right. Shouldn't I be the buck that stops right here? Shouldn't you be like, He's more than enough. And then you're you're cool. Right. And I always wonder, how do we not get it? Like after we get what we want, we know what that feeling is like. You get what you want. And you'd be like, oh, this is it. Like, this is what I was doing all this yeah. for. That's like, why <laughs> envy is a rotten to the bones. Yeah. Because why? Everything you take in, it doesn't satisfy. You just slowly die because you're deficient. It's like eating junk food, knowing that you need something nutrients in your life. Mm-hmm. As long as you just eating junk food, at some point, your body's going to break down because it's like, I need a protein. I'm going to need a protein. <laughs> I'm going to need some uh, fiber. I'm going to need some some carbohydrates. Vitamins, yeah. I'm going to need something other than gummy bears. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Your body will break down without it. Envy does that. It mm. causes you to crave things that don't satisfy you. Jeez. So after time, your body begins to break down. down, mentally breaking down, yeah, spiritually breaking down. So let's, let's look at that. First Timothy six and five. He said in constant friction among people who are depraved in mind and depraved of the truth, imagining that godliness is a means of gain. Mm. They think that serving God it's supposed to be their cash cow. <laughs> they think that serving God was the their way to get a, a good man. Jesus. They think that serving God was their way to have an awesome life. Mm. Serving God was the way to have the best career. That's not godliness. Mm-hmm. When you turn godliness into gain, he lets you know, he said, but godliness with contentment mm. is great gain. He said, you really want something from God. And God is saying, when I give you me, that's all you need. This is not what people want to hear, by the way. Like oh, somebody might cut the podcast off like I right know. now. This is not, this not <laughs> what anybody want to hear. Yeah. When you say God is enough, he's more than enough. When I look at the world through godliness, I no longer face the world with want. Mm-hmm. My response to what I see is not want. Mm-hmm. My response to what I see is need. How can I help them? Yeah. How can I serve them? How can I be of a help? How can I provide and give when all we do is see the world and want? We know that we don't know how to face life yet. Mm -hmm. We still haven't figured out how to operate in contentment. Mm -hmm. He said, but godliness is contentment. Godliness with contentment is great gain for we were brought in with nothing into this world and we cannot take anything out of the world. Mm. He like, I'm just giving y'all a little bit of context. You're trying to use God to get things that are in this world. And it's going to stay right where it's at when you are gone. Uh, yeah. So if you don't agree with anything else I'm saying, you sure enough know that for a fact, all of us getting up out of here. 
everybody knows. Like, all we should all agree on that. Like, <laughs> Let me tell you this. You spend a bundle on bundles, and if you get in a car accident today and die, that bundle sits there. It does. I'm saying it like I've seen it before, but yeah. Oh, trust me. You've seen it before. It's somebody right now that just left this earth, and their bundles is sitting in their their, their bedroom. Their jewelry sitting in their bedroom. Yeah. Their clothes, their Sneakers, shoes yeah. sitting in their bedroom. But it was their life's work. It was all they wanted. They accumulated things that they don't don't serve life after life. Mm. Don't serve us in any way. <laughs> yeah, and then yet we ask God for these things as if He said He supplied like those things. Like <laughs> he, he said, "You'll never have to beg for food." You'll never have to wonder where you'll sleep at. Now, you may have to wonder where you're going to get your money for your next week. Because <laughs> he may not be supplying that need. Mm -hmm. uh, it might not, not be, be a, a need. A need. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He said that he gives unto his own good pleasure. Mm -hmm. That means he only gives to you what makes him feel good. Yep. But that's, that's, <laughs> another, that's another thing. Let's focus... Luke 12 and 15, he said, and he said to them, watch out, guard yourselves against every form of greed. Mm. I want you to understand envy is a form of greed. It is. He says, for a man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Mm -hmm. What does your life consist of? That's the question all of us need to be asking ourselves. Anytime, Antoinette, anytime you feel like you're struggling and you're in a state where you're discontented with your life and you feel like you're being very envious and you're scrolling through that timeline mm -hmm. and you doing more than just tapping like you lusting. Mm -hmm. They don't have a lust. They should. I guess they, they might should, as well. It should be a triple tap It'd for lust. It should be an eyeball, like a green yeah. eyeball. <laughs> but when you find yourself lusting more than liking pictures, mm -hmm. Ask yourself, what does my life consist of? Mm -hmm. Does it consist of what she has or he has? Does it consist of what I have or don't have? What makes me? Mm -hmm. And if you make the things you want and have make you, mm -hmm. then you've, you've lessened your reason sullied. for being created mm -hmm. you've sullied your reason for being created mm -hmm. you've cheapened it god spent all this time creating you all this time making sure your heartbeat without you ever having to give a second thought to it all this time giving you air all this time protecting you guiding you leading you only for you to say where you're leading me i don't like it mm -hmm. what you gave me you can keep it it ain't what i want all this love you got for me, nothing shall separate me from the love of God. You can keep that because yeah. I will love something else. Mm -hmm. This is what envy does. It cheapens our relationship with God. It causes us to be dissatisfied and all because we don't check it. Yep. We don't check it. We got to check and it. And it's a daily, hourly thing. Like, it's not just one thing you do and leave it at the altar. And like, no, it's every day because we're constantly seeing things. So you have to constantly be Every day perspective yourself. did I say, God is all I need. That's right. And whatever comes from him is all I need to. <laughs> he provides. He is not just the way, 
but he is also the door. Mm -hmm. He is the door to every opportunity. And, but he is also all I need. He's all I need. Hebrews 13 and five says, let your conversations be without what? Covetedness. And be content with such things as ye have. He said, for he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He said, because God said this, and this is why I said it, it not just messes up our relationship with God, but it hinders our faith. Mm -hmm. We can't say that we walk according to the word. And then he says things in the word like, I'll never leave you or forsake you. And you are talking. He said, your conversations are talking about what you don't have mm. all the time. Mm -hmm. That makes it like somebody has forsaken you. Mm. Jesus. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I, one time I was sick in school and they asked me like, what you eat for dinner? And I said, all I ate was cheese curls. It made it seem like my mother didn't take care, didn't take care of me, mm -hmm. forsook me. And she fed me. I don't know why I just said that's all I had, but that wasn't all I had. I had a grilled cheese too. <laughs> but for some reason, I didn't say all of it. And so they called my parents and they were putting my mother in check on something that they didn't have a right to. <laughs> but Jeez. the reason why is because they know a mother's supposed to never forsake their child. Mm -hmm. Never forsake. God is going to make sure you have more than just junk food. He's going to make sure you have everything that you need to sustain life. But when you make it seem like to the world, based on our what? Like I just said, I said something to them. Mm -hmm. They made it seem like my mother mm -hmm. didn't provide my needs. Mm -hmm. When we talk in covetedness, yes. covetedness, help me out. Because <laughs> I can't hear out of one ear. And for some reason, I gotta, you got to hear certain words to say it right. Co covetedness. Covetedness. If I'm talking covetedness, I am saying that my father Don't forsook me. me. Yep. This is what we do. It is. And then we do, we, we talk all that with our friends and then we try to invite them to church. It's like, why would, <laughs> why would I believe in a God you that know, you, right? come, you don't even... <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> why you say that? I don't know why I just said that, but I agree. It's like, you know, right? <laughs> it's, it's the crazy thing. It is. You telling me come to your church and I just had to sit and listen to you cry about how you lonely on the phone all night. <laughs> cry about how you hate your husband whom you have. He said, be content with such things as ye have. Yes, he's lazy. Yes, he don't clean. Yes, he don't do all he the yours. things he's supposed to do. Yes, he's not romantic. I don't care what he is. I know one thing. Whatever he is, he always was. And at one point, it's all you ever wanted. Yep. So maybe you should just be content with what you have. Mm -hmm. That's what you wanted. <laughs> it's not my fault that a lot of times y'all are desiring things that only make up one spectrum of a person. Mm. Only to realize that you don't get to just take a slice of a man, a piece of a man. And I'm trying to keep it clean. <laughs> But put it this way, you can't take a part of the man and put it in your dresser drawer and say the rest of him can go on his way. It doesn't work that way. Oh you gosh. married a whole man a and he don't man. fit in a drawer. He don't fit under the bed and he don't take C batteries, D batteries okay. or A batteries. 
He is a human being, and if you ask for a piece of him, you get the whole shebang. Wait, you need to go on the men, too, because you you have any heavy on the women. Vice versa. No, but you made me think of what I wrote in my blog, too, about how we only see one dimension of stuff. Like, we think we... We want stuff just because we see it, but we don't see the full picture. It's like we see 2D of something, but it's more dimensions to it. And, you know, God sees the whole picture. He sees the whole picture. And that's why some of you fought the very the very will of God to take and have things that are wreaking havoc in your life. Because God could see better than you and he didn't want you to have it. But you went and got it anyway. But you ain't had to. Second Corinthians 12 and 9 says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. Mm. For my power is made perfect in your what? Weakness. weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Mm. See, let me give you a, a, a power tip, a snapple fact. The more you lack, the happier you should be because it's an opportunity for God to meet the need. That's right. I'll say it again. <laughs> the more you lack, the happier you should be because it's an opportunity for God to meet the need. Mm. It's not an opportunity for you to look out in the world and lust and envy and be jealous and sad. It's an opportunity where you should be excited like, <laughs> ooh, wee, there's some lack in my life. That means God is about to provide it's like when you got a coupon and you go to the store and you get more than what you thought you would it's like that too it's yeah. like you get more that more out of the deal like <laughs> our job as a believer is to be content and that even in our lack even in our moments of weakness we are glad we boast about them now you be like yeah i don't have nobody <laughs> not a one not a one person yeah yep I mean, nobody to call when my car broke down. Yeah. None of that. But God supplies my need. Believe it or not, somebody else's husband came and helped me. Jesus. Do you know what I'm saying? Somebody else's husband came to fix my tire. Sometimes we don't even accept help out of our envy Mm. because it ain't who we wanted. It ain't what we wanted. Yeah, I know you would rather have your husband come and fix your car. In time of need, I know you would rather have your man take you to the store, to the movies, but that's not the case. But your brother might. Yeah. Your cousin might. That's another thing. We we treat the people around us that we have beyond the things, people we have, we don't even see them for what their their value is because we're so busy wanting other people. Yeah. Like you want this, you want friends and all this stuff so bad, but you don't need to spend no time with your own The family. people in your life that God orchestrated for them to be there, they're not sufficient for you. No, they're not good enough. They're not good enough. That's what sufficient means is complete, satisfies something. He said his grace is sufficient. What is his grace? Everything that God bestows upon us without us deserving it. Mercy is him not giving us the punishment we deserve. Grace is him giving us blessings we don't deserve. Mm -hmm. When he graces you, he says, I give you things. Everything that I give you satisfies. Satisfies. If you don't have it, it's because God ain't give it. And if he ain't give it, you should be satisfied without it. (laughs) 
and then why do we think we deserve something else though it's like <laughs> we be thinking we deserve these things because like, we saw it yeah for no other reason if you was blind you wouldn't wake up and be like you know what the guy I met in the train he was something else no you, you're not doing that you you saw him right you saw and sometimes i'm starting to realize people don't even see people they just see the things they like about people yeah a woman will see a man with a beard you don't know what's under that beard you don't know what how he treated his mother you don't know how he treated his sister you don't know how he treated his last three girlfriends all you know is he got a beard that he been oiling up with juices and berries and it's glistening <laughs> and you just a lusting you like oh my god you see him Trust me, that shiny beard, I put a timbaland up you as quick as the no beard, dude. And then it's gonna get gray and gross anyway. Like See, but if you look, that's even that's more. You just doing it more. You just did it more. You like, uh, but the gray ones, uh It's what we see. Yeah. And we have to move past it. Mm-hmm. In order for us to actually be led by God, the voice of our desires and envy. Has to be silence. That's right. We can't give provision to the flesh. We make way for it. We give opportunity to. We give access to. Mm-hmm. We give the floor to the flesh. We do. And when we do that, envy is not too far behind. Discontentment is not too far behind. Misappropriated godliness is not too far behind. We're all jacked up when we're going by what we see. That's why he said all this in the world is the lust of the flesh, mm-hmm. lust of the eyes, and the pride right of life. Away. You got scripture? Uh, Romans 16 and 18. For these are not serving of our Lord Christ, but of their own appetites. So it's just showing how like this is. Absolutely. We're, we're just self-serving. Amen. People. Self-serving people. <laughs> we want who are what driven we crave. By our appetites mm-hmm. instead of by our faith. We're driven by our appetites, by what we see instead of our faith. It says, what is it? What does it say about faith? Walk by faith and not by sight. Sight. He even calls us nearsighted too. It's just like he we said. Can't those, yeah, see. those people who possess those things are nearsighted. Mm-hmm. They can't see far away. Right. They can't see it far off. When you talk about look, you look to the hills from whence coming for your help. No, you can't see that far because <laughs> you too focused on what's in front of you. Yeah. On what you see, you need to set your eyes on things above. In order to do that, you don't need some foresight. That's right. You're going to need some 2020 vision. Some of you, your eyes are not working well because they're bad. You got bad eyes. <laughs> got bad eyes. Proverbs 30, verse, chapter 30, verse 8 and 9 says, Remove far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty or riches. Feed me with the food that is needful to me. Lest I be full of fool and deny you and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. Mm. This is a powerful scripture because he's telling us how we have to operate in this world. He said, I don't desire poverty. I don't desire riches. (laughs) What I desire is what is needful for me. When we operate in the world, we say, you know what, God? I had a lot of wants before I came to you. But now that your grace is sufficient for me, you give me what I need. I don't care if that means I'm poor or rich. I don't desire. I don't care. He he basically what he's saying is I don't entertain the thought of either. Yeah. All I know is give me 
what is needful for me. I know I can't give me what's needful. I know that it can't come from me. It has to come from you. Mm -hmm. Give me what's needful. He said, this way, I won't be full and happy and satisfied and deny you and say, who is God? This way, I won't be poor and hungry and scheming and stealing and profaning your name. Mm. He said, I, I won't be neither of those things. Now I'll just be a person who's found contentment in you. Mm. If we're not those people, if we're not those people, I'm, t I'm tired of people telling me what they want to do. Because those people are speaking a language that shows me they don't know how to face life. Yep. If you're not looking at life through the eyes of contentment, the world is going to swallow you up. Yep. If you're not looking at this world through the eyes of satisfaction in God, you will be taken advantage of by men, by women, by money, by prestige, by reputation, by jobs, by <laughs> careers. Yep. So many things will take advantage of you. The boob tube is filled with ways in which take advantage of your wants. The what? The boob tube, the TV. Oh, never heard it called that. Yes, yeah, it used to be called that all the time. It, it, that TV hurts people because all it does is give them more reasons to hate their life. Yeah. They just, it just teases them. It just consumes them. They can't move past it because all they do is live by what they see. Mm -hmm. He said, we got as Christians, we got to be like the wise man. We got to say, Lord, just give me what's needful. Sorry. What's needful. If I don't have it, it must not be needful. Yep. I'm not going to look over at her and be like, man, you know what I'm saying? I wish I was married. Yeah. I'm not going to hold my niece or my nephew and be like, oh, I wish I had a kid. Sorry. I'm not going to drive in somebody else's car and, and be like, why she got a car and I don't. I'm not going to look at somebody who did four years of college, did four years of graduate, got a job that makes half a million dollars and be like, why do, why do they got a nice job? Because hmm. uh, they worked hard and you did. <laughs> like simple as that. It's simple. So why envy something you didn't even work on? <laughs> it wasn't needful for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You didn't you didn't operate in that way. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay. That was now, another thing I realized. Like we be feeling like we didn't do so much with our lives and stuff. It's just like, okay, you didn't, but God can. Okay. <laughs> you didn't. Now you didn't. But now won't you talk to God and say, Gimme what's needful of me? That's right. I I I I'm a failure according to what my perspective of success was. Now, you show me what I need, because if I take only what you give me and I'm obedient to only what you say, now I'm of good success. Now I'm not a failure. Mm -hmm. I, even when people, you, I, I, you just sit with people and they, they get so enamored with what we do or what I do or what you do. And I'm like, this is what is needful for my life. Yes. That's not what's needful for yours. You need to ask God what's needful for yours. Yes, that's another part I wrote about is like sometimes we want people to be envious of us. Like even as Christians, like we be wanting people to want what we have so they can want God. Like this that's, weird that's part thing. Of it too. Yeah. yeah, but it's like that's not healthy because it's and all people, envy. And people are saying things not even to help people, only to make them jealous. Yeah. But no, when you sit and talk with me, I'm gonna be like, listen. 
if I if if I show you how to do this just because you saw me do it, it's not going to provide you with the satisfaction that it should. The only thing that satisfies us to our core is when we are obedient to God. Mm -hmm. That's it. People see it's people that read your blog and won't receive anything out of your blog other than I need to start a blog. You already missed it. Yeah. There's people who will listen to this podcast and won't get nothing out of it other than he ain't nobody. If he can have a podcast, so can I. Yeah. Great. Go start one, but you missed the point. <laughs> you missed the point. I want you all. You can all start. It doesn't matter to me. It's like how when we first started out in business, we trying to talk to people and get insight and get you know tips and stuff. Nobody's sharing. <laughs> Why? Because they're all trying to protect their little piece they think there's something that if they help you you may steal a client i help anybody to ask (laughs) i give them insight i give them tips i tell them how we charge i I keep it as simple as it is people love to try to make it like it's this extravagant like it takes so much knowledge and things they make it like they did it yeah but see for me i know i didn't do this i just stopped running i stopped lusting stopped wanting Stop coveting. Stop being envious. And I said, Lord, give me what's needful to me. And he said, well, this is what I want you to have. Mm -hmm. And I'm content with it. Do I look at other businesses that do what we do and say, Jesus Christ, they do it better than us? All the time. All the time. (laughs) But just because they do it better, it no longer bothers me. Actually makes me feel good. I'm like, I'm not even close to as good as them. And yet I'm I'm working a sustainable business. Because his grace is sufficient, sufficient. for me. Mm-hmm. It's sufficient for me. I'm just telling you, especially you young people. I, I try to encourage Antoinette all the time. The best hairstyle you see is being worn by somebody who ain't satisfied. <laughs> and you think wearing her hairstyle is going to satisfy you. Yeah. The f- most famous person you see. You can buy their shoes and still can't walk in their shoes. <laughs> what are you sad? What are you satisfying in yourself? Mm-hmm. You're not that person. You can wear Rihanna's perfume. You can wear her makeup. She sponsors. You can color your hair the same as her. You can dress in all her line of clothes from Macy's to TJ Maxx. Doesn't matter. Now you fintied out. <laughs> From the hair down to the pumas. Is it pumas? It is, yeah. How do you feel now? Same. Because God didn't make you for your life to consist of Rihanna's merchandise. He made you for your life to consist of obedience. Mm. That satisfies the soul. Yep. Because after you spend money, you don't have to get that stuff. Now you're sitting in your room like, now what? Mm Mm-hmm. Now what? You supported her. She's getting a piece of your money. She's enjoying the wealth and the repercussions of your decisions. But what are you enjoying from your decision? Yeah. I'll say that again because I sometimes I say things and I honestly don't feel like I, I, I give enough emphasis to it. What are you enjoying from your decision? You can almost look at picture every decision you've made and like think like what did I really get out of that? You saw a girl with dreads. You spent 
six months to a year to get real dreads. Now you're sitting in your room. Look in the mirror. Now how do you feel? <laughs> a year from now, you probably won't even have them. You're going to cut them out. Now how do you feel? Now your hair's short and you dyed it green. Now how do you feel? <laughs> now you done went and you pierced your nose. How do you, Now how do you feel? You're doing all these things because you see people with it. Yeah. And then you know the immediate reaction you get from that stuff, even though it fades away. But we don't even have to get into and that. And now <laughs> how do you feel? Yeah. I I don't want to my life to be consistent of things that I've seen and emulated. Yeah. I want it to be. The young thing. To consist <laughs> of the things that I've heard from God right. and obeyed. Mm-hmm. Because he satisfies. Everything else leaves me dissatisfied. Yeah. It leaves me wanting more. People are like, well, I don't understand how somebody can marry somebody. If I marry somebody as beautiful as Beyonce, I wouldn't cheat on her. If I marry somebody as beautiful as Halle Berry, I wouldn't cheat on her. <laughs> okay. You don't understand how this world works. You don't understand dissatisfaction. You don't. You don't understand lust. Even though you're walking and- in it. Because yeah. you up there sitting there imagining marrying Beyonce and Halle Berry, and, and you don't understand. Or a cheap in, imitation. Either one is fine Even with the, most Whatever <laughs> you ended up having, that person ain't going to satisfy. His grace is sufficient for you. It just is. It keeps the married man married. That's right. You know how they say, happy wife, happy life? Nah. Your wife would be happy as all get out and you sitting there just as spiteful and angry because she happy and you not. Yeah. I'm going out with my friends and you like. Don't come back. Don't come back. <laughs> I hate you. You know what I'm saying? Ain't happy wife, happy life. It's happy God, happy life. That's right. Aim to please him. That's right. You'll find your life is more satisfying. I'm learning that too. Like all the hashtag life goals, all that stuff. My hashtag life goals is to be obedient with God. Like that's it. Like I'll tell you a hashtag <laughs> life goal. Let me tell you what a hashtag life goal is. To consistently and never ending desire to satisfy yourself, but never scratch that itch. Mm. It's torture. It is. That's life goals. Yeah. <laughs> it's like drinking water, but still being thirsty. Yeah. It's like eating food but still being hungry. It's like that little part at the middle of your back. Your arms is not long enough to reach it. it. And nobody's around to help you. And you're trying to use a wall. You're trying to use a a, a shoe. You're trying to use a stick. That's how life is. Mm -hmm. We're trying to use all these misappropriated things to satisfy something that we can't get to. Mm. Because only one person can get there. Jesus, That's God. Oh, my goodness. You know what? I wish I wish that true satisfaction lied in between your legs. I wish so some of y'all wouldn't even be running these streets. You just be satisfied. You'll find one person. You'll find a toy. You'll find whatever. And it'll just meet the need. That's it. You know what I'm saying? But no satisfaction ain't in between your legs. Satisfaction ain't in your pockets. Satisfaction ain't in your bank account. It ain't in your 401k. It's not in your company. It's not in your business. It's not in your fake business. It's not in your career. It's not at your desk where you copy and paste all day for 100 G's a year only for you to purchase something that is way beyond your means and never feel like you make 100 G's a year. 
You're going off. It's none of those things. It's none of those things. Life is like a timeshare. I was talking to somebody about timeshares last week. Life is like a timeshare. You don't, it, it, the guy was saying, he said, I own a deed to the property. And I'm like, Yo, you have to help me out because I'm a little clueless on this stuff. You mm-hmm. know, me, I don't really engage in that stuff. But I don't think you actually own the property as much as you own a space of time. Mm, at the property. Jesus. <laughs> oh, you own a space of time at the property. Mm. That's life. You walking around like you own this joint. Changing the uh, furniture, changing add, the furniture pictures, spending all your money to buy paintings on the walls yeah, and stuff. You're doing so much, not realizing you don't own your life. Yeah, he gave you the deed before a space of time. Yep. It, it, the and true, the things he needs you to do while you're there. The like, true owner. See, that's, it's, that's why it's that's like a, a whole other thing. That's why it's like a time That's check. a deep analogy. That's why it's like a yeah. time check. Because... Even when you're there and you paid for this and you paid to maintain this, you still got to go to the required things while you're there. (laughs) They make you go to the little conference. You know what I'm saying? This is is what people don't understand. It's not yours. None of it. You feel like you're an owner, but you're just squatting on time. You're just squatting on time. When your time is up, just like it's your timeshare. When your two weeks is up, you got to get up out of there. Yep. It's not yours no more. It's somebody else's time. Somebody else's time. Don't let this thing of you getting caught up in something being yours that's not yours leave you misappropriating your godliness. Leave you looking for your godliness to be an opportunity for gain. It's not. Your godliness is an opportunity to be satisfied and content. Your weaknesses, your lacks, your things that you've gone without is an opportunity for you to trust in God and let him be your sufficiency. It's an opportunity for you to be covered in his grace, not covered in your greed. To be comforted in his grace, not comforted in your greed. Oh, my goodness. That's the awesomeness. you like you in a whole nother world. You, no, you, I thought she was closing because I thought I heard the music. No, no, you ain't no music. <laughs> oh, let's yeah, go. No, the way you broke it down, that's usually how you do in the last five minutes. I'm not Jerry Springer with no final thought. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, I do. I do Jerry. a final thought. Listen, it is almost time to close out. But before we close, I want to... There was a, the way that you closed out the, the blog was awesome. And, and I, I wanted you to, if you want to just paraphrase it or even if you just read it. Read uh, it, the, the ending. Um, I said, as believers, our, our appetites must change. The things that used to bring us love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness must change. I no longer operate in the see them want cycle I used to operate in. I see my life through the eyes of God. And trust me, this is an hourly, daily, secondly thing. We wake up every day fully aware of our flaws, our regrets, failures, even our potential. But we have to remind ourselves that God's got something to do with our lives. Awesome. He's got something to do with it. And you got to let him. Yep. I love what you said, the see and want. 
And to close out, I just want to let y'all know, oftentimes you hear the phrase, the grass is greener on the other side. And it actually might be true for you. You might be standing on some real yellow grass right now. <laughs> it might be some stank, dried up. Weeds everywhere. Weeds everywhere. And you're looking around and all you see is green on everybody else's lawn. But it's only because you put yourself in that place. The Bible tells me that he's leading us to green pastures. He said he and he leadeth us to green pastures. Mm -hmm. He wants to take you to better. But you only want better if it's your better. Mm. You got to let if if the grass is green on the other side, it's because you ain't let God lead you to greener pastures. If the grass is greener on the other side, it's because you didn't let God lead you to greener pastures. He trying to. You just want them stubborn sheep. <laughs> you standing around places where all the sheep then ate up all the other grass. Ain't no grass left for you. You some some of you have actually said that ain't nothing left. Ain't no good men out here. Ain't no good jobs out here. Ain't no good apartments out here. Ain't no good homes out here. Ain't no good friends out here. Yeah, it's all dry. It's all dead. So let God lead you to greener. Let him lead you to better. Because he want to. He want to. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. How about that? I didn't even realize that, but yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> then that's a perfect way to close it out. I just messed it up though. <laughs> you did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for my actual Jerry Springer final thought. I had that off to the side. Um, that was it right there. That was lit. You can say it again though. <laughs> no, no, I ain't. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. God bless y'all. Episode 22. I love doing this. I feel better. But as soon as I hit stop on this, I probably won't still feel better. <laughs> but the Lord is my shepherd. Shall not want. Shall not want. Excellent blog, Internet. Thank you. Thank you so much. Can't wait for the next one. You can wait. I shall not. <laughs> we out of here.